Bienvenidos a un episodio muy especial, ya que forma parte de la serie Jack Daniels presenta Pili, Raúl and la música. En vivo desde room number seven and super cool because it's a great vibe with people, music, drinks. We got fantastic bartenders mixing up all the greatest Jack Daniels whiskey. And you can even hear the shakers going in the background, right, Pili? Undoubtedly, it is one of our favorite nights of the month where we get to record frente a un público en vivo. Y con los mejores artistas. Y desde Colombia, ¿quién tenemos en este episodio? Con ustedes, Monsieur Periné. This band, I fell in love with this band um, around 2012, 2013. And they ended up winning... A Latin Grammy for Best New Artist in 2015, which was amazing, and that's when I actually got a chance to meet them. Uh, they've worked with amazing producers like Eduardo Cabra, better known as Visitante from Calle 13. And they have also been nominated to a Grammy. So they know a little bit about music. I would say a little bit. A little bit. Coming to the stage now is Messio Perine, everybody. Bienvenidas. Bienvenida, Catalina. Gracias. Santiago. Gracias. Monsieur Periné. Right here at Pili, Raúl, and La Música at room number seven. So let's get a little background. Let's get things started. You guys are from Colombia. Give us a little history on the band in case uh, some people aren't familiar with your music just yet. Okay, so uh, first of all, We are very happy to be here. Thank you so much for, for inviting us and sharing this experience with people that maybe doesn't know anything about our music. And yes, we are from Colombia, based in Bogota. But the band, like musicians from the band, we are from different parts of Colombia. I was born in Cali, as you said. And yeah, Cali, it's a city where we listen all the time, like Puerto Rican salsa, and I love it. Yes, <laughs> it's so beautiful. And we started this project without thinking about it, as many bands that start uh, from playing. So we built our sound playing, playing a lot, like in this kind of speakeasy bar in Colombia, where there was no plan uh, about uh, being a band and being famous, you know. It was just, okay, we have a jam next Wednesday. Let's go to this place and just play. And that's how we started. Uh, we met in a really small town close to Bogota that you have to go there. If you go to Bogota and you have like, I don't know, like two or three days off, go to Villa de Leyva. It's a beautiful small town village. And we met there like, I don't know, destiny, you know? It was meant to be. Well, you, <laughs> you were studying anthropology, right? Yeah, I never thought I was gonna be a singer, never. Uh, in my family, I have a lot of musicians and yeah, artists, but I never thought I was it was gonna be me, you know, the one who has the opportunity to, I don't know, to write songs and, you know, travel around the world. And then we we started in Bogota, like, um, 
getting together and getting familiar and playing that our friendship is absolutely related to the music we got really attached by the the fact that we could make music together uh, we start playing a lot of uh, like weddings and weddings, weddings and cumpleaños, quinceaños, <laughs> like Bodas. everything, like whatever your family wanted to celebrate, we were there. Yes. It's all <laughs> about need, the gig, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, if of course, if you need if you need this kind of service, we are very <laughs> available. We know a lot of about uh, Latin American music, you know, like from grandparents to child Everything. Because <laughs> you used to it. play like cover songs, right? You, yeah, at the, all the at time. At that point, you we, didn't have yes. any original songs. It was just about cover songs, like Chica de Ipanema, Sabor a Mi, you know, like all, all this stuff. And it was really nice because we were like the background music, so nobody was listening, like, you know, nobody was disturbing us, just behind the scenes. And that helped us a lot to discover like this beautiful repertorio that we have in Latin America. That it's very poetic and very rich, like a lot of music to explore. At the beginning we were, we were just four, two guitars, a flute and voices. And then since we started like having not just our family but few friends coming to the shows <laughs> then we decided to add like the bass the contrabajo and then we put a percussion player and it started growing this is something very raw very real you know it was not planned by a label or a producer um we had the chance to work with a lot of incredible artists that we are very fan as, I don't know, Café Tacuba, eh, Visitante, Julieta Venegas, or Leonel Garcia. Vicentico eh, from Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. Yeah, <laughs> and everything it has been really como real, o sea, siempre así, organic, that's the word, <laughs> yeah, and, and a trend word. <laughs> and everybody's okay with Spanglish here, right? So yeah. si quieren hablar en español, todo bien, todo Perfecto. bien. So <laughs> I, I, I like that when we came in here, the first thing you saw, I was like, wow, this space is kind of cool. And now knowing that you guys started in these kind of speakeasies, yeah. Is this a little bit of a throwback to where, well, you know, where it kind of started for we you guys? We are very used to this. <laughs> you we feel at home. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, this is the secret space for uh, Jack Daniels, and we're here at room number seven. And thank you guys for coming, man. This yeah, is so, so sweet. We've been big fans. The last time we saw you here in L.A., you guys played at the Santa Monica Pier for the Twilight Concert Series. Oh, my God. Uh, we've That's seen beautiful. you in New York. Uh, at Summer Stage. I know, Pili, you've seen them many times over the years as Hollywood well. Hollywood Bowl here as well. They've played here. And yeah. there is a show tomorrow, and oh, it's yes. over at the El Rey, yes? So that is going to be a fantastic show. We invite everybody to uh, grab a ticket for that as well because it's going to be really, really good. Such a great venue, great band. And the last time I saw you, I was like, wow, there's so many people <laughs> up on stage. Yeah, we're in it, a very it, reduced It is really a fun, fun, now. fun band, so... <laughs> Talking about organic, um, I there's a funny story behind the name. Does anybody in the audience know what perine means? Uh, <laughs> I, I, that laugh seems like Santiago. Santiago could you like kind of tell people what perine means? 
it's it's a part of the body. Uh, in English, it's called gooch. <laughs> and it's, it's here. So you know. <laughs> it's, uh, the word is like, it's a medical word in, in Spanish, perine. Everybody mistakes the word with uh, use peroné. full name like perone, which is a bone. But perine is like perineum, which is like a medical term, so nobody uses it. And we just, when we were playing at these gigs, you know, with... Um, fancy gigs. Fancy people, yeah, like very elegant, high class... Po posing um, gigs. Um, <laughs> people, yeah, very snob. So we, they always said, hey, do you have a card? Do you have a name? Can you, can you give us, please, your, your phone? Because we want to hire you for the next weekend. So we didn't have a name. We just invented like a character. French character. <laughs> Uh, which was like Monsieur Perinet, like an elegant guy, but he was like Mr. Gooch. Nobody knew. It was a joke for all these people that were very snob and that they thought that all that was European and especially French and English was more elegant, better, you know, crafted or anything. Like uh, like high culture, it's from Europe and uh, all Latin American, what we are is not so great. So we were like mocking that attitude and, and, and it's that's stuck. how it's and, <laughs> and we still are. <laughs> Talking about the European influence and how, you know, people in South and Central America think that, you know, everything in Europe is better. However, your sound is very much European influenced. Um, you know, you're very influenced by the jazz and swing French composer Diango Reinhardt. How have you been able to modernize such an old sound and make it your own because I think the biggest challenge for any artist and I don't know if we have artists in the audience here but is to find your voice in an authentic way and you guys have done that by taking old sounds and making them your own and modernizing them in some way I think first of all is not thinking that kind of sound it's better than ours so that's how we could explore and don't be afraid about mixing cultures and about bringing languages and identities that are far from ours, but that we can mix it, you know, because that's music and that's art, you know. It's, there is no boundaries, there is no rules. Everything can be break. And, you know, that's the beauty about it. So uh, we wanted to approach that uh, interest that we had into this uh, music and into this energy that has uh, the swing because it's jazz, but it's not like for staying, you know, like quiet or, you know, like just sitting. It's something that makes you move a well, lot. You, you guys are definitely a dance band. And, <laughs> and that's we love the whole that. idea. We love that. So uh, what, what we wanted was to make people, you know, happy, have fun, and, and think that we don't need to be, um, ¿cómo se dice? Categorizado. Encasillado. En, exacto. Encasillado en géneros, en identidades, en idiomas. No, we are citizens from this earth, you know, and, and that's beautiful, you know, that's beautiful to, to feel it. No, no habíamos todavía salido como a viajar y a entender esto ya como lo estamos haciendo ahora, ¿no? Uh -huh. Que es distinto. Pero en ese momento estábamos, teníamos como ese interés de, de bueno, ¿qué importa? Esto puede que no suene bien, pero 
igual no teníamos público, o sea, no, no había nada que perder, ¿no? You're talking about, you know, swing and but there's also the cumbia, the boleros, the salsa, the afrobeat that's in there and of course all the electronic elements that make, you know, what you guys are of just a fantastic dance band. That's actually one of the first things that 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 inspired me to and kind of like made me gravitate to your music because it, it's dance music and it's really fun and it's energetic. But then I hear you guys do covers of like songs like Sabor a Mi and it's like a dance track. Normally, you know, it's a very pretty ballad. It's a bolero, you know, with Los Panchos and Edie Gourmet. And then you guys just flip it. You guys put it upside down and let's dance to this song. What made you guys do a dance version of Sabor a Mi? We, we were trying to um, know about different genres, and one of those was like the swing manouche, uh, Django Reinhardt style, which it was like uh, the big band of the 1930s and 40s, but played by string instruments, mostly guitars without drums. So the, the guitar has had to do the drums, like which they call la pompe, which is like the, this rhythm. And so we, we tried to um, find songs or, or rhythms based in the guitar. Um, uh, for example, this Saurami, what we did was the, the bolero. It has like the harmony of the song is very jazzy in a way. You know, it's like very elegant, very well done. So what we did was just put like the, the, the drums on the, on the strings. Like, uh, yeah, tanto tiempo this, and we put like a bottom, you know, and like the, like the beat. But you know, I think we discovered that playing it, you know, that because we play it, and then people in Colombia. I think one important thing is that we are from Colombia, and Colombians, we just want to dance. That's it. It's. I don't know if music that is not for dancing works a lot of in Colombia. It's. It's not so, eh, I don't know, like, eh, no es muy común que, que, que la música que nos te ponga a bailar sea algo como que, que en Colombia conecte con tanta gente, o sea, entonces siempre que estábamos tocando así fuera para 15 personas o lo que fuera, y tocábamos este, estas canciones en este ritmo, la gente se movía. Uh -huh. Y ver a la gente moviéndose es algo increíble. O sea, a mí me parece... Sí, total. Entonces, también eso, eso nos ayudó mucho a pensar que, bueno, que había que poner a la gente a gozar, ¿cierto? Era como, bueno, eh, está muy bonito esto que estamos haciendo, parecemos como una decoración en el fondo, pero, eh, <risa> pero lo que queremos es poner a la gente a gozar. Y eso... Y eso nos pasó una vez que yo encontré, estábamos, yo estaba entrando en una tienda de instrumentos en Bogotá y encontré un flyer eh, de, un, de un concurso que estaba haciendo eh, una marca para, para descubrir nuevos talentos. Se llamaba algo así como el ensayadero. Entonces, en, en los lugares de ensayo, eh, las bandas que estaban empezando, pues, podían inscribirse y el premio era como tocar en el festival más grande en ese momento, que ahora realmente es un festival muy grande que se llama Stereo Picnic, pero esa era, era su segunda versión. O sea, apenas estaban empezando ellos también. Y ese era como el premio, tocar allí. Y nosotros nos inscribimos así como siendo un ensamble muy no sé, como todavía sin, sin batería, sin algo muy grande, nos inscribimos y terminamos ganando, pero para ganar 
esa noche había como muchas bandas con distorsiones, percusiones, que, baterías. Y ese día le dijimos a nuestro percusionista como, te tocó tocar batería, no importa. O sea, el, el tipo no sabía tocar batería. Había estudiado cinco años en Cuba percusión y él como que... Ok, bueno... Y así tocamos y nos ganamos ese concurso. Entonces ahí nos dimos cuenta que no podíamos echar para atrás. O sea, que no podíamos volver al formato como de auditorio y todo el mundo sentado y callado. O sea, eso está lindo y, y lo disfrutamos mucho cuando tenemos la oportunidad de hacerlo. Pero no hay nada más bello que ver a la gente gozando así libre, como moviéndose, ¿no? Sin, sin tanto pensar. Y, y entonces creo que la música nuestra tiene ese balance, ¿no? Esa balance, ese balance de la riqueza de... de del que tiene muchas preguntas en torno a la música, en torno a, a la carne que tiene allí para, como para, para saborearla, ¿no? Pero también al, para el que quiere conexión y, y que quizás no comprende tanto ese lenguaje, simplemente se conecta con lo que siente. Creo que ese es como el balance que nosotros tenemos y nos gusta mucho poder... poder And that's a hint for everybody when they play tonight. You all shall dance, because that's oh, what yeah, they want. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a dance party. I mean, at But the end of the day. we don't have the band. Right? <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what everybody, every musician wants, you know, is to entertain your audience and dance to them. I want to go back to see, like, do you guys remember the very first song that you wrote? Because you went from yeah, to being a cover band to writing your own songs. We What still play it. You do? Ooh. Okay, yeah. what's the name of it, and how did that come about? It's called Tonsilons. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. And it means your silence. <laughs> And it's a. Uh, I remember that we were like starting having these opportunities uh, of uh, to play for bigger audiences and like I don't know like two uh, hundred people. So it was kind of growing, and everybody was saying, "Please do a record." And I'm sure you were like, sabor a mí, again, yeah. sabor a mí, sabor yeah. a mí. Yeah, and Corcovado. <laughs> and so so we started like, okay, let's do a song. And, and there was a, a friend who was at the beginning of the band and he used to play the um, flute and he had a lot of, um, he was really good with melodies and, and he, He he came with this and that was for me like wow this is great <laughs> so I I recorded uh, the the melody with uh, with a uh, una grabadora de, de entrevistas <laughs> de sí como no había antes en los celulares no teníamos grabadoras acuérdense por favor somos de la misma generación hey, hey. I don't know what you're talking about of course y entonces yo grabé ahí esa melodía y como que me subí al bus para regresar a la casa así todo el tiempo y cada vez iba caminando por la calle hasta que y entonces empezó a llegar como nosotros estamos to tocando esta música que en principio era tan popular en Francia Um, yo, yo estudié en un colegio francés por casualidades de la vida mis padres querían que yo aprendiera otro idioma y pensaron en que yo aprendiera inglés pero mi abuelo, una persona con otra visión dijo no, ella seguro va a aprender inglés, eso le va a tocar en algún momento de la vida póngala a estudiar otro idioma Entonces, por casualidad, no porque tenga familia ni porque a mi familia le interese Francia 
era cerca de la casa y me metieron a un colegio francés. Entonces aprendí a hablar francés. Y entonces estábamos en esto de hacer jazz eh, manouche y entonces había como unas versiones, había unas canciones en internet. Estaba la de la película de las tristas de Belleville, una canción que se llamaba Cucú, una banda que se llamaba Paris Combo y así como algunos referentes pocos que teníamos que tenían algunas canciones en francés. Entonces yo pensé, bueno, pues escribamos una canción en francés, ya que pueda. <risa> y entonces por eso nació Ton Silons, pero fue una, una cosa así como que uno nunca tiene ni idea, o sea, uno nunca se imagina lo que va a pasar en ese momento. Eh, teníamos a un amigo que, que hacía programación y cosas electrónicas, y entonces tratábamos de tocarla así al estilo como lo estaban haciendo, no sé, Caravan Palace, exacto, Electro Swing. Pero finalmente ya luego él no estuvo más en el proyecto y, y, y terminamos grabándola en el disco pues como, como sonaba con la banda, ¿no? Y todavía la tocamos y es una de las canciones que más nos gusta tocar. O sea, es increíble la energía que tiene esa canción en vivo, muy chévere. Wow, han de tener una conexión con esa canción tan emocional <risa> que, you know, it's one of those songs that's going to be with you guys forever. Forever, yeah. forever. You know, does that, does that kind of feed into maybe talking to a newer, younger generation of fans of the music where it's like, wow, you might not know the song because it's from way back. But does that make that like kind of a connection to a younger, you know, audience and listenership? Well, we, we play it like every time in the concerts. It's a very important song in, in our set list because it's a song in which like, well, two of the members of the band have like their moment of you know explosion mainly not, not sometimes or not always uh, does it like the drummer the drummer has a solo like uh, it's a very and fast song and the drummer does like a very virtuoso solo uh, like swing thing and it people is like what the fuck is like <laughs> this this guy and he's, he's very small like he's not like the drummers which are very you know like big and uh, this guy is he's really not like small. me Yeah, <laughs> and this it, it plays it like has a incredible. Lot of flavor. Yeah, wow. like so it's it's a very important Maybe. song because it it has like a, a really great energy. But the song I don't know we play it always uh, and people connect with it. Uh, and even it's in French. It's, in, it's a French song. Yes. Yeah, that's the other thing too. It's like it doesn't matter what language yes. it's in. You know, it's about the vibe. It's about the vibra. You know, yeah. and just the energy that it creates. And I'm sure, like seeing it, like you, you guys are now playing. Like you guys are out of the speakeasy vibe and now playing for big, massive festivals at times. So to see like tens of thousands of people, like just like just bopping Jumping. up and down to something like that's got to be unreal. That's unreal. Yes. That's <laughs> I love that feeling. I don't know. I think that's why I'm on stage. I am not the kind I follow and I am fan of huge artists that are not too much, you know, like out of, you know, como introvertida, ¿no? Es como hay música que es más hecha como desde para mí, como hacia adentro, ¿no? Y hay otra que es más hacia afuera. Um, y al momento de componer canciones, uno algunas veces está más introvertido y otras veces más hacia afuera. Pero cuando yo me paro en un escenario, de, personalmente, a mí lo que me gusta es ver la gente gozando. Yo no sé por qué, es como... Es, si yo veo a la gente como... Me quedo como, ay Dios, ¿qué hago? Bueno, you're feeding off of that energy. I, And I love that. Some of you, how many of you have seen Messier Periné live before? Yes, okay. So for those of you who haven't seen them yet, they're amazing. And this girl is like bigger than life. And you <laughs> seem so confident on stage and like you belong there. 
Have you always felt this confident? And when do you feel most insecure? All the time. Para mí ha sido muy difícil de alguna forma, eh, y esto va a sonar un poco raro, ¿no? Porque ya llevo mucho tiempo haciendo esto y porque de alguna manera tenemos una experiencia y un recorrido eh, importante dentro de esto que se llama la industria y hemos tenido premios y nominaciones y hemos hecho discos y colaboraciones y bueno, todas estas cosas que se ven hacia afuera. Pero personalmente a mí me ha costado mucho como... Eh, tener seguridad eh, de lo que hago porque digamos que yo no de, desde o sea yo no pensé en mi vida desde chiquita no pensé que iba a dedicarme a hacer música esto llegó a mi vida así mientras yo estaba estudiando antropología y, y, y llegó con, con muchas inseguridades alrededor es decir no tuve un entorno como que me generara mucha confianza para yo decir yo estoy para esta ahí pero sí o sea he tenido momentos de mucha inseguridad porque de alguna forma pues estás exponiendo, estás exponiendo tu interior, ¿no? Estás exponiendo tu interior a, a tus compañeros, a tu público, a todo el mundo. Ahí, ahí hay mucha vulnerabilidad. O sea, estamos, somos seres muy vulnerables y que creo que eso es lo más importante para hacer arte y para lograr eh, conectar con las emociones, ¿no? Entender que somos seres vulnerables. Entonces, ha sido como todo un proceso de descubrir eh, mucha fortaleza, pero al mismo tiempo fragilidad y creo que de todo esto se nutre la música. Y bueno, pues algunas veces siento mucha confianza ya cuando, cuando estoy allí, cuando está toda la banda. Eh, sentir tocar a la banda es algo que me emociona demasiado todavía. Así estemos repitiendo cada día de por medio de un show. Yo me subo al escenario y yo los oigo tocando y... O sea, se me acelera el corazón y, y, y me dan muchas ganas de hacer lo que hago y creo que se me olvida cualquier tipo de enojo, cualquier problema. Eh, pero también hay momentos de mucha fragilidad, ¿no? Sobre todo cuando uno está haciendo música nueva y, y vas a sacarla o cuando, no sé, es, es, hay muchos momentos de fragilidad. Santiago, en as a as a music member of the ensemble, how do you also back her up when in those moments and do you feel those moments as well yeah always like well we, we are all on the stage and we it's like a football team you know like a soccer team somebody is making the like the how do you say el gol alguien está haciendo el gol like the, the delantero. delanteros but all we are all playing the games and we are switching like our strategy is switching quien hace el gol no mm -hmm. even the el arquero which is maybe the drummer también hace goles in some some way you know it's not only just one member who is always present in one energy energy receiving and giving all is the whole band doing like different you know like this strategy of uh, of changing the protagonismo so everybody feels this energy of responsibility in front of the audience so i think is that we are like a kind of a soccer team and we just do like hacer el pase tú and Kata makes the goal, or, or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, everybody like is is playing the game like this. So it's a it's a teamwork mainly, and of course we all feel the energy because it's we are when we are on stage we are all one. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is like like down, you feel it and you you must like push to 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 put the energy up. Uh, so it's it's very interesting. It's all invisible and it's not something you can put into words. It's happening while you are playing. 
uh, and it's that's something something which is beautiful and we try to preserve it is to play music we try not to use like uh, um, sequencias you know many bands today because they wanna I don't know sound bigger or this they just send the guitars the chorus even the main vocal and they're just doing mimics you know they're not really performing and the performing is the mistake the vulnerability you know the the human thing which is has it this magic I'm talking and people can feel it absolutely when you're seeing a, a band which is only like sequencia like a MacBook Pro and play that and and people really playing even out of tune is you can feel the difference yeah yeah there, there's that we've talked about this quite a bit with many artists that 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 those mistakes and those variances those differences that's the charm of the live performance and that's what makes it special but you know you were talking about getting awards and getting acclimated and all this like praise that you guys are getting now. When did the band start? What year? ¿Se acuerdan cuál año empezaron más o menos? Sí, en el, nos conocimos en el 2007. 2007, 2008, 2007. Yeah. All right. 2007, okay. And then yeah. fast forward to 2015 and Latin Grammys. <gasps> oh my you God. You guys that are awarded funny. the best new artist, you know, that year. Which, you know, by the yeah. way, every time a band wins best new artist, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Everybody's like, oh, no. Yeah, Why? because most <laughs> of them, nothing happens after they win. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to get to. Is like, how True. has yeah. that award yeah. changed the band? How has it changed the performance? Pero rompieron esa maldición. You <laughs> See, broke that's the what spell. I'm saying. Because now you guys are bigger and better than ever, performing for bigger audiences. How has that award changed the band in any way? You know, I think we don't make music for awards. That's good. yeah. That's like that's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we never felt the necessity to be recognized in that way. You know, um, we started doing music just because we love it, and desde que empezamos a comprender cómo funciona esta industria, también nos hemos dado cuenta de lo importante que es defender esa libertad, ¿no? Que cada vez es más es menos tangible, ¿no? Para meterse en estas grandes industrias y en estas eh, locuras, ¿no? De, 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 de cómo funciona todo esto, muchos se, se desvían, o sea, pierden un poco el foco y se les olvida porque empezaron haciendo lo que están haciendo y, y eso, pues, básicamente como que te desconecta de aquí y si ahí ya estás desconectado, pues no pasa nada, ¿no? Eh, entonces... La experiencia de los Grammys, por supuesto, es increíble, es maravilloso uno tener el respaldo de, de, pues, como de toda esta sociedad de autores, compositores, ingenieros, productores, eh, periodistas, gente que está haciendo que esto suceda, ¿no? Comunicándolo, eh, creando audiencias, o sea, este respaldo es muy importante, pero eh, no hacemos música para para ya entrar ahí. De hecho, por ejemplo, nunca jamás nos han nominado en una subcategoría porque no, al parecer no encajamos en ninguna. No somos ni alternativos, ni folk, ni pop, ni no sé qué, ni no sé cuántas. Pero bueno, pues así es la vida. O sea, no hacemos música para los Grammys. No, celebramos tenerlos, celebramos tenerlos, admiramos a toda la gente de la industria que trabaja y hace que esto sea posible. Ir 
allá y tener esa experiencia es un poco eh, interesante. Es una experiencia, ¿no? Es como, wow, qué extraño, ¿no? O sea, somos puros artistas y de repente ves artistas con guardaespaldas y cosas así, que es como, pero, why, you know? Just for a picture, you know, this is not about us. Eso no es como nuestro rollo. Um, pero, pero pues también es muy importante decir que sí es una, una gran ventana para contarle a mucha gente que existimos, porque hacer el tipo de música que hacemos en, en una industria que está enfocada en producir dinero de otra manera es muy difícil. Entonces, eh, da, te da mucha validez, es un gran respaldo, es como tener el carnet de un club importante. Eh, Así que bueno, pues nos ganamos esa membresía y <risa> gracias. Eso, eso. ¿Quién sabe no, y, hasta y, cuándo? Pero hablando de personas como Carlos Vive, hay Vicentico de los Fabulosos Cadillacs, Eduardo de Calle 13 y muchísimas más colaboraciones que han hecho con diferentes artistas. Y what has been the process? What has been kind of the make or break to figure out who you guys are going to work with or who you guys are going to collaborate with? Well, it has always happened like with the magic that all has happened between the band, you know, always has been coincidences or yeah, things that happened, for example, Vicentico, uh, the guy who was recording our album, he's an Argentinian, Uriel, he is also the front of house engineer of Vicentico. So we were in, in, in Argentina, like recording some vocals for this album and we were finishing this song and we, we thought, hey, maybe Vicentico, this song is perfect to fit Vicentico. And he said, I'm a friend of him. I'm going to call him now. And we send the song. Uh, for example, I don't know. We, we met. But we don't know him yet. We don't, wait, yeah. wait, 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 I was going to ask you. <laughs> because That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Okay. We never did something like that before. We know everybody that con los que colaboramos. Los conocemos a todos menos a Vicentico. <laughs> so this is a Vicentico. Have, have you guys heard of Los Fabulosos Cadillacs? They're one of the most iconic bands in rock en español. They're from Argentina. They're amazing. And Vicentico is their, this little tiny guy, but with a lot of attitude. Yeah. And he's the main singer. And I got a chance to interview him, and I was shitting my pants because <laughs> I was like, I know. He's not, yeah. he's he's not, not that friendly. He's not the most talkative. I he's not I the understand friendest you. guy. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But, yeah. you. but you haven't met him yet. We <laughs> haven't met him. But it was very cool for like from his side to collaborate we with a weird excited, band yes. from Colombia. You know, like, uh, but he liked the song. Like, yeah. it was for the song. Because we, we sent the song and it was like a good decision in the end. Like, for the sake of music, he recorded a good song. It, it was not because of money or it was not bargaining. It was just the, the song he liked a lot. And he said, okay, I'm gonna record it. And we never met him. We are grateful with him. I don't know if he's, uh, I don't know ho how he is, but, <laughs> but <it's okay. laughs> he's a very, very nice man. Whoever's listening to this on the podcast, Vicentico of Los Fabulosos Cadillacs is a very, very nice man. We love man. you. We, we would love, love you. to have you on yes. Pinto en la Música. <laughs> Thank you, Vicentico. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> Your new album, it came out in 2018. It's called Encanto Tropical. And you guys should definitely download it and buy it. <laughs> But your hit song is Bailar Contigo. And you were talking about, like, bailar, right? Mm -hmm. Ay, qué rico, ¿verdad? Bailar. 
How did that come? How did that song come about? So for this record, we were, um, we felt that we needed to work with other composers. Yeah, we were kind of stuck between of us. We decided to to work with other people, also because it's the best way to learn different things. You know, I love to work in with teams. I trust in teams. And I like to share, you know, and to, yeah, to get knowledge from others. So we we had this um, idea of, of, of working with different composers of different genders. We, we decided to make a song with uh, Mauricio Rengifo, who is a really known producer of uh, urban pop Latino. So he was the producer of Despacito, but before, yeah, but before. Has anyone heard of that song? <laughs> nope. Despacito. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't going to go there, but somebody else had to say it. But before Despacito, um, we were in Bogota. We met before he studied with Santiago at the university, and we met a lot of times on studio working with friends in common and he's such a nice guy he's amazing he's a really nice guy and he was all the time like hey we have to make music together and yeah it was not meant to be because yeah we make this music and he's made he's doing other kind but you know that's just like a small un, un pensamiento estrecho o sea era como, bueno, ¿y por qué no? O sea, ¿cuál es el problema, no? Es como, ¿qué importa? Digamos, si nosotros tenemos una identidad y tenemos una, una, mucho, o sea, como una pregunta en torno a qué es lo que va a pasar con nuestro sonido y hacia, qué, y hacia dónde ir, y él también, pues, lo único que puede salir es algo interesante, o sea, ¿por qué no? Eh, y entonces nos juntamos una tarde en su estudio en Bogotá y esta canción nació en una hora. Nos tardamos. Wow. Fue así como... Wow. Y una vez salió, o sea, desde el comienzo, también era un ejercicio de confiar, ¿no? De bueno, ay, porque entonces era como, ay, no, pero es que es, siempre dicen las mismas palabras. No, es que siempre hacen las mismas melodías, siempre hacen las mismas progresiones. Siempre era, yo, digamos, no estudié música. Entonces, como que para mí eso es como, ay, bueno, ¿qué importa? Tratemos como de no ponerle tantas nos. Vamos a dejar que fluya a ir como conduciéndolo para que sea nuestro, ¿no? Para que no se vaya como totalmente de un solo lado, pero que tra tratemos de traerlo a, a, a nosotros de alguna manera. Eh, pero está lindo hacer música que le llegue a todo el mundo. Está lindo hacer música en donde todos nos veamos reflejados, que sea sencilla, que, que tenga eh, imágenes sencillas, que sea dedicable, que sí, que pueda acompañarle la vida a muchas personas, que creo que eso es maravilloso. Y creo que eso lo tiene muy claro él, ¿no? Entonces nos sentamos y en más o menos una hora, dos horas, hicimos toda la canción, hicimos un demo y yo sentí esta canción va a tener mucha fuerza. So you knew it. You sí. knew it was gonna be y fue muy gracioso porque salimos de allá y yo salí con esa sensación y Santiago me dijo, bueno, no, yo creo que quizás esta canción no es para nosotros. ¡Santiago! <risa> Pero es que esa es la historia de nosotros. Claro. Esa es la historia también como de, 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 de lo que nosotros hacemos, ¿no? De... Sí, no, sí, no. Al principio era como, yo decía como, no, pero 
pero ¿qué? Mezclar swing con vallenato, eso, eso es como muy raro. Y así, todo ha sido así, es como una cuestión de, de también como diferentes feeling en torno a lo que va a suceder, pero de creer también en general en lo que, pues, en, en, como en la inercia que traen las cosas. Y de luego, pues, bueno, pues, la cantidad, o sea, es impresionante cada vez que la tocamos, porque no es una canción muy explosiva como otras que tenemos en el show, es una canción un poquito más íntima, un poquito más, no sé, como... Sexy. Exacto, con un tempo más lento, pero... Ya nos ha tocado por lo menos tres pedidas de mano con esta canción en los shows. Wow, Ahorita nice. en San Francisco, en el Festival de Jazz, tuvimos cuatro noches sold out, que fue muy loco. Fueron tres mil personas a vernos. Y en una de esas noches, un chico nos pidió, por favor, quiero pedirle la mano a mi novia con esta canción. Y eso ya nos había pasado en México, ya nos había pasado en Colombia. Entonces, es como, es muy increíble poder hacer parte de esos momentos. Wow. So, if anybody yeah. wants to get engaged, yeah. bailar contigo can be your song. We have so, this. so, did you bring them up on stage and that's where they, yeah. they kind of did it? Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, proposal on stage with to, to so your song. So, it's beautiful, you know, that's the only thing that I need from music, you know, mm -hmm. get people connected, you know, that's yeah. beautiful. It's Great. the power of music, it, you know, it takes you to a certain place, brings back a certain memories, but, but people get this emotional connection to certain songs, and that's what that song does for many, including, I love the song, it's like one of my favorite songs that you guys yeah, have done, so, sure. so thank you. You mentioned um, a great adjective. You said simple. And I think that one of the beautiful things about Messier Perine is that your songs are actually very simple in many ways. And I wonder, as a musician, is it harder to find simplicity? It is. <laughs> like all, <laughs> with all the She's different like, stuff going him, on with everything. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes, that's, that's, I think, the... Um, What I've learned with, with Monsieur Periné, you know, is when, when you go out university or when you study music, you want to say it all, you know, all the knowledge you have. And in the end, it's just doing like the most amount of magic, but with the less elements possible. And that's very hard, like to be really uh, like have richness in content, in essence, uh, but with few things that's like mastership. That, that's very hard to achieve. Well, I think you guys have definitely mastered that. Yeah. And you guys are so amazing, and we're so excited to have you guys here. And we thank you for, you know, they have, I have to say, They have a huge show tomorrow, like Raúl said, at El Rey. Con toda so, la banda. Que es so, distinto. yes, with the entire band, with the eight, you know, it's only two of them, but six, add six more to that. So please do go and check them out tomorrow at, at El Rey. And I think it's now time for the Jack Daniels room number seven, seven questions. Yes. ¿Qué crees, Raúl? I think so. I think it's Jack time. Daniels. Okay. So in every live event that we have here at room number seven with Jack Daniels, we have a great little section which is our final section of the interview and it's called Jack Daniels Siete Preguntas at room number seven. So we're going to ask you seven questions and you can't think about them too much. You have to like answer them right away. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> the first one is what is your pre-show ritual y algo que creas que te dé suerte antes del escenario. So what do you do before you go on stage? I blow a balloon. What? 
Say what? <laughs> yeah. We hadn't heard that answer before. Okay. Well, why? <laughs> For warming up. Okay. Kind of, yeah. I have one here. <laughs> uh, well, we must see. We must Please, see. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. You are singing soon, so. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> and there's a beverage. Thank you, Jose. It's not working. I'm, I, I didn't sleep today, so I don't have too much strength. <laughs> but yes, I have this balloon. And every time I'm going to sing, I try to use it. Um, because it really helps. And also, I invoke mis muertos. Así como mi abuelo, mi abuela, mis papás, bla, bla, bla. Así como, por favor, vengan a mí, acompáñenme, canten conmigo. Beautiful. Lovely. That's beautiful. Lovely. Santiago, what about you? Well, we always have like we uh, in our writer, we always ask for a bottle of rum, and we first we. Thanks. You meant Jack Daniels, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they sometimes put Jack Daniels, but so we we always also put like a shot for the dead, and then we all like kind and of and hey, salute, good concert. And, and there's a passcode. Passcode. Sí. Password, um, yeah, kind un of. código. ¿De qué? Sí, la hora del bolero. Ah, no, pero that's after the show. Oh, after the show. <laughs> oh. yeah. okay. Wait, now we want to know sometimes what happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens after before. the show. <laughs> There's a real show after the show, sometimes, not, not, not always. It's called la hora del bolero, but it's for another interview. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what is the other? And uh, breathing, you know, having like a moment of, of putting yourself in, in the present time. Like it. Cool. Okay, question number two. If you weren't a musician, what would you be? Si no serías músico. A tree. A tree. <laughs> I would love to be a tree. <laughs> what uh, kind of tree? Yeah. Like a saber. Or Qué lindo. <laughs> give oxygen, give life to everybody. Yeah, please. Cool. Santiago? <laughs> I would be, I would like to be a chef. A chef? And what kind of food would you like to cook? International Sancocho. Oh, qué rico! <laughs> qué rico! Muy bien. I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> what was the first album you bought? Oof, hold on. Oh, my God. Or stole or borrowed. I think, I think, oh, this is going to be weird. No, not weird. Of course, not weird. I loved it. I think it was an album from Ilegales called Rebotando. <laughs> Wait, Ilegal from, from like that's the merengue band? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. they played at my prom. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they go oh. like Ilegal, Ilegales or something like that? Right? Te fuiste, no te importó nada y el amor que yo te rindaba. Yeah, I love that kind of merengue. Oh my God! Yes. Santiago, first Santiago. album. First album was Charlie Garcia, Unplugged. That's so different. Yeah. And it I just mean, we're talking about illegal, <laughs> illegal. <laughs> and then like plugged. Charlie Garcia, that is like cama, living. Yeah, like what? <laughs> Extreme kind of opposite. Weird world. <laughs> All right. A musical crush, and why? <gasps> it, it, it could be a girl. It could be a guy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Past, present, creo living, dead. Que primero pensé dead. fue a guy of, creo que John Mayer. Oh, yeah. 
Wow, that's like a mixed response out there. It's like, <laughs> he is a genius. He is oh a genius. Absolute musical Composer, genius. Composer, singer, and human. And sexy. I don't know, human. Yeah. Santiago? I, I love Caetano Veloso. Okay. Wow. Caetano. Yeah. Okay, if you could time travel, what music era would you go to? Yo creo que me hubiese encantado vivir... Eh, bueno, a mí, me, a mí me encanta haber nacido en Cali y creo que me hubiese, me hubiese gustado nacer quizás en los años 70 en Cali cuando venían todas estas orquestas así de salseros muy duros, o sea, porque me gusta mucho bailar salsa. Entonces, haber visto todo esto en vivo, así, haberlo vivido en, en plena juventud, uy, yo creo que hubiera sido... Yeah. Eh, Voltajudo, yeah. como decimos en Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> y bueno, en mi caso, wow. Because I'm very fan of swing era. I would love like, to see, I don't know, Django or Glenn Miller Orchestra or those kind of big bands live. I would love to be there. So, a backstage anecdote. I mean, you guys have been traveling the world, going All to different over. music festivals. I'm sure you've met some idols. Interesting times in the green room. Whatever. Idols that suddenly became non-idols anymore because they're assholes. <laughs> you know how that happens? That you're like, oh my God, I love this person. Then you meet them, you're like... <laughs> no. Bueno, teníamos, estamos girando, nosotros girábamos mucho en Europa. Desde 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, estuvimos yendo todos los veranos a Europa. Y en una de esas giras... Pues allá los países es como, eh, aquí es Holanda y aquí es el otro, es como la misma calle y eh, bueno, pero <risa> entonces teníamos un concierto y uno de nuestros, de nuestros compañeros había dejado su mochila, su mochila con los viáticos, los pasaportes, o sea todo, había dejado todo en el otro país, entonces... <risa> Entonces nos tocó así como llamar al cónsul, por favor, el cónsul, por favor, venga y recójalo, llévelo, tráigalo. Entonces ya nos subimos a tocar, ya estamos empezando a tocar el intro y llegó el tipo así. Se cambió, no sé en qué momento, y Trin entró así cuando tenía que entrar. Entonces eso fue como, wow, Pero sí, es una anécdota ahí de resistencia. Se llama. So the seventh, the seventh and last... Uh, we do need a volunteer from the audience. We need a timer. Tamara, do you have your phone with you? Oh, my God. Okay. Mierda. Santiago? Timer de cuánto? De siete segundos. Oh, yeah. Sí, Santiago y Cata. Okay, what is, like, your number one hit song? Number one hit? Sí, la mera mera. What's your biggest Bada record? Contigo, ¿no? Biggest song. Ah, de nosotros. No, 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 no. no, no, no. De nosotros. Sí, sí de, de ustedes. Pues, your biggest hit. Pues, depende. <laughs> no, pero digamos que el que tiene números, pues sí, es bailar contigo. Okay. Bailar contigo, okay. okay. Bailar contigo. All right. So. <laughs> algo va a pasar, no. Sí, algo va a pasar. Tienen yeah. que cantar la canción lo, lo máximo, the most of the song that you guys can possibly sing in seven seconds. Okay. Oh my you guys God. ready? ready? Seven seconds. Um, Three, two, one, go. Thank 
you so much, ladies and gentlemen. That was Monsieur Perine, Philippe Laura en la música. Straight live from Jack Daniels, room number Catalina, seven. Catalina, Santiago. Gracias. Eso estuvo muy raro, nunca nos había puesto algo así. Ok, now we open it up. Questions. Open up the floor. Open yes. up the floor. Any questions from the audience? Yes. Catalina Santiago, gracias por estar aquí. Gracias. We've enjoyed this so much. Um, en un mundo utópico, ¿cuál sería el show perfecto? Ay, yo creo que sería en un bosque. Un jardín. Yo creo que sería en un bosque. En un bosque así con un río y con una playita ahí al lado del río. Y todo el mundo desnudo, tranquilo, sin estar criticando al otro y todo el mundo bailando así, feliz. Jardín de y... Lens, Sound System. Yeah. <risa> el río Encanto Tropical. <risa> Dijiste que el, el, la, la vocación de música te vino, te cayó en tu lap. Like, ¿Puedes elaborar ahí qué estabas haciendo y cómo te cayó? Como que, que puede, ¿Qué consejo puedes para la gente que está todavía buscando su sueño y trying to make it happen in LA, all over the world. Catalina, vamos, tú puedes. Pues lo primero que les, voy, les puedo decir es que yo toda, también lo estoy tratando. O sea, esto no es como que ya pasó. Esto es algo, una, una carrera de endurance. O sea, no es de, de ya. Eh, y, y creo que eso es lo bello de esto y es que uno va descubriendo mucho de, de uno mismo en este proceso, ¿no? Cómo, cómo eh, encontrar confianza, cómo eh, aprender de muchos errores y, y entender que el error hace parte de uno y, y que está bien, que, hace, que, es, que es muy importante equivocarse y tener errores y no ser perfecto, jamás buscar la perfección. Creo que eso es muy importante, o sea, no, 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 no hay que ser perfecto. Creo que en mi caso... Eh, Claro, yo vengo de una familia donde las artes han sido siempre muy importantes y que nos han unido y nos han conectado y, y a nuestro abuelo a todos nos estimuló por las artes, pero yo no pensé que me iba a dedicar a esto. Entonces, también creo que la vida plantea puertas que uno quiere abrir y muchas veces por miedo no se abren. No porque no podamos, sino porque nos da miedo hacerlo. Y creo que eso es el, el mayor, ese es el mayor complejo que tenemos, el miedo. Entonces, una vez logramos empujarla, ya todo es lo más fácil, pero atravesar ese momento es quizás el, lo más, el gran challenge que tenemos todos los seres humanos. Y es allí donde está la posibilidad de cambiar, de transformar. Dos preguntas súper rápidas. Uh, what song do you have on repeat right now? Any new music that you've been listening to a lot? And then any modern, like, really new artists, musicians that you'd love to collaborate, like, now? If you got the chance tomorrow, you'd make the song. I'm listening to a new, new album from Tom York, Anima. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Great. And I am listening to a new album of Mayra Andrade. I don't know if you know about her, but if somebody asked me with who collaborate now or tomorrow, I would say her. She's amazing, Mayra Andrade. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I would love always to play with Kaitan. 
<risa> Good Your music answer. crush. crush. <risa> Meets, My crush. No, no, pero yo también, pero sí, la verdad. Mencionaste que estudiaste antropología o estabas empezando a estudiar. ¿Eso influyó en algún, de alguna manera la música y cómo? La música que tocan ahora. No sé si haya influido tanto la música, pero sí creo que ha influido... Eh, digamos, todo lo otro que nutre el, lo que significa Monsieur Periné, ¿no? O sea, nosotros tenemos un lenguaje que, que, que no está enfocado solamente en lo musical, pero hay como todo un mundo detrás. Eh, hay, sí, hay, hay un paisaje, hay una manera de decir y una manera de ver eh, a Monsieur Periné y, y creo que esto sí ha sido muy pensado eh, y ha sido un ejercicio constante eh, que no he hecho sola, por supuesto, he hecho con otros artistas dedicados al diseño gráfico, al diseño de vestuario, al diseño de escenario, a la coreografía, al teatro, a la dirección, eh, en estos aspectos, pero, pero sí ha venido a partir como de una necesidad de contar una historia, de inventar una historia, y creo que eso es un poco también la antropología, ¿no? O sea, la antropología se enfoca en las historias eh, que hay en cada, digamos, como que tejen el entramado de, 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 de esta humanidad, ¿no? Y, y, y eso no solo me ha servido para, para la música, pero en general pienso que ha sido como una perspectiva, una visión que he tenido antes de, de estudiar la antropología y quizás por eso me acerqué a ella, ¿no? Porque me gusta esto de contar historias, entonces pues creo que por allí está, sigo todavía como conectado como a eso. Hola. Hola. Si ustedes tuvieran ahora mismo una película que fuera de su de su historia, una biografía de ustedes, ¿cómo la llamarían? ¿Qué le pusieran? No. Oh, my God. No, 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 así no, así no. Bueno, está bueno, oh, my God. Eh, bueno, wow. Lo que se me vino a la mente fue relacionar un poco a cómo me gustaría de alguna manera contar esa, esa historia y como con relación a alguna película que me gusta mucho, que se llama Big Fish, como que siento que es un poco eso, ¿no? La fantasía de, de, lo, de lo cotidiano que no es cotidiano, ¿no? O sea, que no es normal, que está lleno de magia y de, sí, como de fantasía. Eh, y eso es un poco lo que vivimos, ¿no? O sea, lo nuestro es súper raro, o sea, estamos acá con ustedes, pues esto no, nunca jamás pensamos que iba a suceder, ¿no? Y así esto, esto se nutre de muchas historias mágicas y de momentos así, eh, y creo que esa sería una manera bon, como justa de contarlo. Puede ser Mr. Gooch. The wonderful, the wonderful world. The wonderful world. Mr. Gooch. That was awesome. Thank you, Monsieur everybody. Perine, Catalina, Santiago, aplausos, por favor. Muchísimas gracias. The big good. <laughs> Muchas gracias. Gracias for checking out our podcast. Hey, and special thanks to Ulises El Licenciado Lozano for our amazing theme song. Our mix and recording engineer, Mario Diaz. Our artistic director, Dak. And can't forget about our sponsors, Pili. No, Raúl, United Airlines, Sure Microphones, and Jack Daniels, gracias for supporting La Musica Latina. 
And for more information and other episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast at Pili, Raul, and La Musica. Hey, make sure to tell your tía, abuelo, primas, everybody to subscribe. A todos. A todos.